Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, you're looking breezy today. Thanks. On this program. you just Don't br- you mean sleazy? <laughs> well, I didn't say, I wouldn't say Would not you, sleazy. Okay. A little sleazy, a little breezy. God knows you're easy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> can I can I jump I'll in with greasy? Anyone? <laughs> what about greasy? You may. Okay. Uh, our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse go can't help himself. It's just he's got to do what he's got to do. Put me in front of a microphone and just watch me go. He's gonna podcast. Yeah. He's no. Known... You can't stop him from podcasting. He's... Oh, you're also lemon squeezy. Okay, go on. <laughs> He's known internationally as the king of podcasts. That is correct. <laughs> uh, strengthened name, my brand. <laughs> the name he's given himself uh, from the Adventure Zone. My brother. All these trends like these. My brother, my brother, and me. Probably some other podcast yeah. that he's doing secretly Too and just hasn't even started distributing yet. Some that are just for me. Travis McElroy. <laughs> this one's for daddy, you say. So when I when I got the chance to sign the new table at Earwolf, mm. I won – uh, was, I was very excited. Obviously, very excited. We just, we just say maybe this just for for non podcast insiders who who don't occasionally get to drop in on Earwolf podcast. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a big table mm-hmm. where where it's just made of plywood. Yeah, and where if you're a guest on a show, you get to you get to add your you get to add your John Hancock, and it's mm-hmm. and it's a it's a it's a who's who. This yeah, table. And they, they've just got a new table wow. from Weird Al Yankovic to also Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> there was a signature on that, <laughs> and then Jennifer- just Paul F. Tompkins a hundred and fifty times. <laughs> there was a Jennifer Aniston signature on there, which I was too timid to ask if it was real or not. Wow, but, so I could ha- be a goof. I have the chance to sign the new table, and I I was like, well, this feels a little. There's a an element of uh, betraying my Max Fun family, mm, sure. yeah, and that's so true. I yep. wanted to, I wanted to kind of insult Earwolf a little bit, and you had also to flex a little, yeah. And I put it literally in front of the seat that every podcast guest would ever sit in. Okay, so I was like, well, it's a new table, so I get to choose my space. So I'm going to do like you know that great billboard space that you always see right there where everyone will sit down and know that Travis McRoy is the king of podcasts. Wow, this is you threw the gauntlet down. Yeah. This is the this is the who shot you that's going to start the feud. I do between Earwolf and Max Fun. I mean, I do nine podcasts. I think I do more than anyone. You would have thought that who shot you would be the who shot you. That I know, right? <laughs> there is actually a show called Who Shot You. Yeah, but this is it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Take that. Boom. Take that, Ackerman. Um, Look now, at you. I should say before we all had a nice, we all had to swallow a lovely chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, before we started, because uh, before we started rolling, Travis just into the mic, let it drop. Uh, my slippers are stinky. My slippers, I believe what I said was my slippers don't smell good. I my was slippers very don't smell good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I shortened it. As genteel as your slippers are not. Well, here's the thing. I actually, to, 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 if, if it makes you feel better. I cannot smell your slippers from here. No, that's fine. I, I should clarify. When I say my slippers, I include the foot within, <laughs> you know? But the, the slipper itself is not an ergonomically designed shoe that I have here. This is I'm going to the Magic Castle right after this recording. So I bought shoes and a matching bow tie, which I will show you later, specifically for my Magic Castle trip. These shoes are truly I think bold would be a good adjective for but these when shoes. I te- but when I tell you Magic Castle, are you like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, well, because the at the Magic Castle, the comedy and magic club here in Los Angeles that is a, a membership club of magicians but also a functioning nightclub. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not, the, not of the dance variety, although that would be great. Oh, my if God, just, that'd be amazing. If just every night at 11, they just put out a dance floor at the Magic Castle. God. And, and then uh, that would, I mean, I think we've discussed this on the show before. When Matt Ricardo was on, who was nice yeah. enough to invite us to his show at the Magic Castle, I think also something about it that I think is worth mentioning. I don't know if this, you know, will make sense in this conversation, but I think it's worth mentioning that it is also the horniest place I've ever <laughs> oh, been. Oh, yeah, very much. It's so horny. I can't and, believe and how horny this place also is. Also, the most like baffling as far as physical space goes, because it looks like, oh, this is like a house, and then you get in there, and there's like 
room upon room upon room. I don't it, know how yeah, it's like a magic to... trick. Sure, yeah. yeah, it is, and it is. Yeah, it's like it was owned by an insane person who thought they had to keep building hallways to trick ghosts. Yes, yeah. it is exactly like that. like an insane Walt Disney World employee. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it is. It is truly an amazing place. And I um, mean, I'll 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 add a, a descriptor for your slippers. Um, uh, they look even a little bit deadly. Do they have Thank spiked you. toes? They do have spiked toes. Let's hear about so those. These are like a velvet evening slipper. Correct. Uh, otherwise known as uh, the style you known as an opera pump. Is that what it is? Because someone referred to it as a smoking slipper. Uh, <laughs> that's a sort of conflation of multiple things. But you can also it's see a, zero traction. It's in a it's in a burgundy color, mm-hmm. and that is in and of itself. Unremarkable. All the things we've described, sure. Mm-hmm. Is it something that Aziz Ansari would wear to the Golden Globes? <laughs> yes. Yes. However, in addition to that, there is a, a golden crest uh-huh. on the vamp that can only be described as... It's a winged lion with two seahorses. <laughs> Oligarchical? <laughs> yeah, wow. which I didn't realize the seahorses till right this second. Huh. Is that metal or is it? A, is it? Let's see. I think that's going to be a plastic. I don't know. It feels metallic. It's shiny is it, is metal. Is it cold? But... Does it feel cold? No, it's it? definitely metal. No, it's okay. plastic. It's definitely plastic. It it and the spiked toes kind of suggest that maybe these would be worn by a villain who has like a signature kill shot. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yes. if you are if like you know when when the body is thrown out of the van you know at the hideout of whoever when they see the the golden spike marks all over the guy's I give him one last toe tap and it's like oh yeah. well that's what did him in yeah yeah it looks like something that a character in the in the, I've been playing the video game Hitman a lot lately mm-hmm. like one of the bad guys from Hitman they'd be like so and so is an international. Coin smuggler. You know him by his metallic spiked toe. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Travis is wearing. And never one to fail to gild the lily, Travis. You're also wearing floral socks. Correct. God bless I, you, sir. And I also have a bow tie with gold wings on them and double chains that hang down from it. It's when a they, when you, they I mean, an appropriately let... horny outfit yeah, for an appropriately horny building. And, when... a, and a white dinner jacket with a black lapel, a black satin <laughs> lapel. Let's not sell you short, Travis. In addition, a lapel pin of your own face. Also correct. <laughs> Do, are you could now? Have you planned for this scenario? Where I mean, I know you're visiting LA, uh-huh. uh huh, doing shows, making deals. Are you cons- and you have a wife and child back home, and of correct. course, butter. Buttercup the cute, cute dog. Which you can see more of at buttercupisaverygoodgirl.com. Oh, course. Buttercup is a heck of a dog. We're all, we're all bookmarking that site. Yes. Are you concerned that you will have to start a new life when you are named king of the Magic Castle? I am. I'm and very must worried. dwell there like um, some sort of cursed Rapunzel. And I also, d- will you merge the kingdoms of the Magic Castle and podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, have I considered it? Of course. You know, it's definitely one of, my, one of the planks of my platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get elected as the king of Magic Castle. Right. I am worried because my uh, I think I'm too authentic. I'm worried I'll walk sure. in, I'll accidentally get whisked into some kind of performer area. Right. And then once I'm there, I'll be expected to perform. I know. And will I have to show the little bit of magic I know? Yes, of course. <laughs> um. Now, I didn't know you knew a little bit of magic. I'm, I, it does not surprise me, but I would love to hear if if – if thrust on stage uh-huh. at the Magic Castle, what what are you going to do? See, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I only know the minorest of like, you know, did like sleight of hand stuff, mm-hmm. like basic like nine-year-old child stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I am more than that is is, is very much a critic of magic. I am a, mm-hmm. I'm a, I, <laughs> sure. I, this is not a joke. I am a huge fan of magic. I went through a long period of childhood where I was obsessed with it. One of my childhood heroes is Harry Houdini. Uh-huh. And so, like, I grew up reading books of, like, magic tricks and how to do them. I just didn't practice them. But I know how most magic tricks are done. And so I very much like watching magic and watching – I like watching the um, – expertise of someone who does the trick really well right. do it. I don't like I don't like being baffled by a trick. I like seeing how well it's done. I think you're right that you will be whisked into the performer area. Oh, definitely. And then I given think- your garb, I would say that your shoes mm-hmm. are like what Chris Angel would wear if Chris Angel was the 
brutal dictator of a former Soviet republic. See, I would say 85-year-old Chris Angel will wear these shoes. Fair enough. Yeah. What he's, like, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling out. Yes. I'm in the twilight of my years. Here's what you do if it happens. Just bring someone on stage pull a quarter out of their ear, and then dance to Enya for nine minutes. Nice. But yeah. that's what I good. do all that's the time. Sh- that's a show. I think I could probably talk my way into some magic of just, like, talk long enough before people just start applauding. Like, that's <laughs> what I do now. I mean, you could probably juggle scarves or some shit. Yeah, right? definitely. Do just whip them out, baby. Charismatic dancing. You got a few <laughs> scarves on you, don't you? Oh, definitely. Not where you can see them. Hey. <laughs> wink, wink. My butthole. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's what I thought. And uh, thank you for confirming I just want to explain. It's my butthole. Thank, thank you. you. But no, I got the shoes. It also, part of it is, um, I was actually thinking about this on my my way over here today. Um, I believe that accidentally I've done a running theme now of every time I've been on Jordan Jesse Go, I've discussed my different like looks and styles mm-hmm. during the time period where I've been here. I started as a, a metropolitan cowboy, <laughs> and then I was benevolent drifter. Yeah, and and now I'm rogue wizard. Is actually the look I'm wow, going you've for. You've gone rogue. Yeah, for for my fall uh, winter aesthetic. It is rogue wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make it clear, I'm not an evil wizard. But no. just that kind of like bad boy of wizardry. I'm just <laughs> sure. like, oh, I don't trust him. Yeah, yeah, you're not evil, but you're at the very least a mixed bag. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm chaotic good, I would say, is, okay. is what I was going for. Maybe chaotic neutral if you get me in the wrong mood. Mm-hmm. But I think mostly yeah. I'm a good wizard who just doesn't follow the rules. I'm kind of a loose cannon. Can I say one thing? You definitely have an iguana. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, that's my familiar. It's an iguana. It's like, an iguana? <laughs> an and iguana's you, not a normal familiar. And You're you constantly like, feeding him slices of banana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the rules about which pets you can have in which states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Very know, much so. You know where to move if you want to own a sugar glider. <laughs> and I've, and I've, gotten, I've gotten my iguana a sp- <laughs> My iguana has a special passport that, like, convinces people he's a person so I can bring him on plane. <laughs> Bad news. WizCon is in Montana this yeah. year. Oh, okay. No ferrets allowed. Are you considering what your spring aesthetic will be? I've thought about it a lot. Yeah? What's um, a, can we Maybe we can help you narrow it down. Chimbley sweep? I, I, mm, I actually offering, do sure. like ha- that. Haggard Godzilla? <laughs> See, just as of tonight, uh, I, I like... some coffee. <laughs> I like retired magician is kind of getting it now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do like... I see. Up until now, I I tend to because the one I skipped the season I missed that I didn't come here was uh, Pineapple Boy that I did throughout the summer. <laughs> right, and I had. Now, can you describe Pineapple Boy? Yeah, I had uh, within <laughs> a couple months purchased upwards of forty different pineapple themed pieces of apparel. Wow, from socks to pants to shorts to trunks to shirts to t shirts to tank tops. To just various different pieces of pineapple uh, apparel, and I wore and during them that time, constantly. I'm going to say, Travis, your cum tasted great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your cum really tasted good. Um, and so I don't know. Maybe I'll move into Sorry. like next doctor. Are you apologizing <laughs> yeah. to me or the listener? <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> perhaps my maybe my family, child, your family, yeah, your my child, child your who wife, will your to beautiful this. wife. Um, By the way, your child should definitely listen to this. Oh, yes. I, I would like to maybe – one of the things that I've really been considering for the spring mm-hmm. is like non-canonical doctors who, like <laughs> a doctor of who, you know? It's like, oh, he might have been a doctor who but not within the canon yeah. of accepted doctors. Oh, sure, rogue. you've got like a tweed jacket and a cowboy hat. And you're yeah. Like, Are there, yeah, maybe oh, – I'm. Are there alternative Doctor Who's? There are. There are some non-canonical doctors. Explain. Oh, wow. Like legendary Cowboys coach Tom Landry? <laughs> yeah. No, you can um, – so there is the the thread, the canonical Doctor thread where you go, this Doctor regenerated and this Doctor and this Doctor regenerated and this Doctor. But they made some specials. Like there's also like a non-canonical uh, James Bond that oh, was really? done I didn't know with that. Uh, Woody – not Harrelson, Woody <laughs> – why is his name escaping me? Who's the dude? Alan. Yeah, Woody Allen was in it. <laughs> and he played like James Bond Jr. And like his uncle was James Bond. And it was this very like 60s like uh, sexual psychotropic romp. Okay. Um, it's like Casino a Royale. Kind of a spoof. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. a Casino Royale. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. And so there was that kind of thing where there was, um, I, I think, a humorous Doctor Who spoof in which it was like, this is the doctor. Mm-hmm. But there was also just like, 
some doctor kind of non-canonical movies made that weren't didn't actually have the like you know approval of the BBC. Um, I don't know as much about it as I should, but I know that yeah, there you are, should know more. About there it. are doctors I'm pretty that embarrassed are that you loosely don't know more recognized. About it. Huh? You guys get off every time I'm here. It's all about ooh, I wish Travis knew more about the doctor. Like I get it. Okay? <laughs> I would like to hear. I would. I've boys? already. Na- I've already nominated my alternative Doctor Who legendary. Dallas Cowboys football coach Tom Landry, mm-hmm. known for always wearing a suit and overcoat and a, and a short-brimmed hat mm-hmm. on the field. And, of course, yes, I would like to see some fan art of him with a TARDIS <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or fighting one of those trash can robots. Mm-hmm. I would like to give each of you the opportunity to nominate an alternative timeline Doctor Who of your own. If you could make anyone a Doctor Who. Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Who might it be? <laughs> there we go. And listen, I might, I might be biased by the fact that she already has Doctor in her name. I and get you're that. super yeah. horny. And I'm super horny. But I get it. Maybe Briscoe County would be a good doctor. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I've, Travis, I'm with you 100% Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Okay. It's a brilliant choice in her frontier garb. Yeah, Jordan? definitely. I mean, I think this Doctor Who that I'm about to nominate will only be of regional interest, but yeah. I think to the people it speaks to, it will uh, it'll be potent. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in a local commercial <laughs> that I watched a lot <laughs> so growing up. So you weren't kidding. You're yes. not even going to say Huel Hauser or not something. Not Huel Hauser. Okay. This was a guy, and he had a bike store, and at the end of every bike commercial, he'd go, Buy my bikes! <laughs> <laughs> Buy my bikes! <laughs> and sometimes his family was with him. Uh, he would... Uh, oftentimes dress up for uh, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, in springtime, he wore a bee costume one time. Ooh, that's a good look. And... Maybe I'll adopt that look for my spring look. <laughs> Local bee? <laughs> Local bee man. Yeah. Can I just say a quick thing as Dr. Who Hauser? Sure. Oh, my. It's bigger on the inside. It's pretty good. <laughs> I think there was a non-canonical Doctor good. Who with Rowan Atkinson. Really? Oh, Maybe. Like Rowan a Atkinson canceled, canceled on me recently, so... <gasps> So I'm pretty steamed at old Mr. Bean. Mm. Because you match with him on Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm not sick now, but I'm getting sick, so I probably shouldn't. And I have a lot going on right oh, now. Oh, you know, I actually have something earlier that day, and I think I'd be done in time, but I don't want to stand you up if I'm not. Rush, but yeah, I mean, I'll just, I have a lot going on, and I'll text you at some point. Yeah. I'm on Stumble. It's like a bumble for silent comedians. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty good. So it's you and um, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. And the late Charlie Chaplin. That guy who was the artist. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Roberto Benini. Sure, Roberto Benini. <laughs> He's very grateful to have been included. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> That's my Roberto Benini. Remember when I was famous? I, I walked on chairs. <laughs> I just get louder. I didn't even do an accent. Yeah. yeah. Well, it really captures the spirit of Benini. He walked on some chairs. What he was his sure deal? Did. It's me, Benini. Panini. That's uh, his new character. He's working oh, on. Man. He loves fun. pressed sandwiches. Yeah, he put who a little... doesn't? Yeah, that's I a very know. good kind of sandwich. Yeah, we could put some ham and cheese, maybe. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm back around. I'm in now. Okay. <laughs> now that you know they can be made with ham and I cheese. I didn't realize cheese, but the melting. Of course, <laughs> it's okay. right there. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, Jordan, every week our program is brought to you by the Max Fund members who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to support this show. Those guys are the best. God bless them every single one. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, tip to toe, from the Ruta to the Tuta. We love them. We also are brought to you this week by Eero Home Wi-Fi Systems. The new Eero second generation and Eero Beacon allow customers to build a Wi-Fi system that's perfectly tailored to their home. Ah, Eero Plus offers the ability to block malicious content across your network and automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the Eero app. These systems are great, especially if you have, like, for example, my uh, in my house, uh, it's two levels and it's built into the side of a hill. 
I have never been able to find one place where I can put a router that re- where the signal reaches every part of my house. Yeah, it's so frustrating to get Wi-Fi in every part of your house. Yeah, so that that is a this is exactly what this is for. If you get this Eero, you'll never have to worry about Wi-Fi again. You can get a hundred dollars off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and a year of Eero Plus at Eero.com slash JJGo. That's E-E-R-O dot com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo. I'm thinking this would make a great holiday gift for yeah. maybe someone that you know who is having problems with their Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, and somebody who just doesn't want to freaking worry about it anymore. Yeah. That's, it's, it just makes your hair raise. <laughs> just go to Eero.com slash JJGo. Use code JJGo. We've got a message up on the Jumbotron where our listeners share messages with each other. This is a message for Josh Coles from Emma. Happy birthday, Josh Coles. If I could be there, I would take you out for Korean tacos, beer, and cake. But since I can't, J.J. Go saying your name on the air will have to do. Can't wait to see you in New York. Love you. Jordan, don't editorialize. I'm sorry. It says like you, but I <laughs> bumped it up. Yeah, why it's not? It's his birthday. We're trying to add a little frisson to this thing. Yeah, man didn't get any cake or Korean tacos. What about this? What if we change it? Instead of punching it up to love you... When you say, J.J. Go saying your name on air, we'll have to do. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in New York. Love me, question mark. Love you. <laughs> love. 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 You. Love. That one is particularly love. notable because uh, Josh is like one of those androids that doesn't have feelings like Data from Star Trek. Oh, sure. And he's always wondering. So it's what like, these, love. What are you? What are these humans do you with their emotions? Know love. Love. What? Anyway. We hope, hey Josh, it's your birthday. We hope you find out what love is. You know what? Uh, you know what I think is cool. Mm. Like when they go into like Elizabethan times, and that you know they have that room where they where they can do whatever <laughs> sure. they want. Oh, yeah, the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, and then they go into like Elizabethan times where they play like a game of old timey baseball. Right. And you're like, on the one hand, it's really cool to do that, but like, how do they know how to not? How to do, like, dick, dick and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think they probably just do a lot of studying. So you think they they prep it up beforehand? Yeah, I would imagine if you were going to holodeck into Dickensian times, you know, you would probably bone up a little bit first. It's if like, you I know, was, before you no, take a Jordan, trip, you learn how to say, where's gonna, the bathroom? You learn how to say... If I was going to holodeck into Dickensian times... Mm-hmm. I'd bone up once I got there. Yeah, you know what I'm talking sure, about. Sure, yeah, and do some of those petticoats, huh? <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah. Maybe we should check in with Ben and Adam about this from the Greatest Generation. Yeah, those guys are probably, they, they probably know what they're talking about more than we do. Those guys know when they practice for going into the Dickensian times because you have to talk funny. I think there's probably just in a Star Trek situation. They were you're probably. Just, you're not in the middle of a, any kind of wars. You're just in. You're just on a trek, right? You probably have so much downtime. There's probably so much downtime in the world of Star Trek. I would argue that maybe even Star Trek episodes are showing us that downtime. Yeah, and so I. They're think, not fast moving. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, sure, full of lots of uh, conference room drama. <laughs> they really make those effects shots count. Uh, so I think I do think there is probably a lot of downtime where you can study. You know. The past or, you know, what Ferengis drink. Can I give you an example? Hmm. Let's say you're a future man like uh, Will Wheaton on Star Trek. Sure. And then you, you have this little machine. You say, machine, mm-hmm. make me chicken nuggets. Yeah. Whenever you're hungry. Let's say you're in Dick- Dickens times. Right. You'd have to say, machine, make me a fine fat goose. <laughs> sure, Yeah. Has to be the appropriate, <laughs> you know, the appropriate food of the era. It's like an example of so some Dickensian people. On. See you eating nuggets. Yeah. You're going to think you're a witch. I mean, I guess it depends how dank the nugs are. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's get back to the show. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, buy my bikes! I'm Travis McRoy, rogue wizard. <laughs> is, it, has, what, this is why we literally pay Brian 
dozens of dollars every month to produce this show. Mm -hmm. He hasn't. It's been 10 minutes since you brought up the Buy My Bikes guy. I have not heard actual audio of the Buy My Bikes guy yet. Yeah. What do you is think he, he has doing a big over YouTube there? presence? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember his name nor the name of the bike store. So I only remember that the fact that his family was with him sometimes. Uh-huh. That he wore a bee costume one time, uh-huh. and then he said, "Buy my bikes." Honestly, so just search "bee family man bikes" <laughs> should pop right up. Yeah, I, I found should. I found video of the dogs from KOFY TV. Tw- mm-hmm. I should say KOFY TV twenty stereo. Oh, oh. Um, I found the dogs that they would have local dogs mm-hmm. sitting in front of a fire, oh, like a that's fireplace, fun. not like a burn. Oh, okay. Five freeway, Sound Creek, buy my bikes, buy my bikes. There you go. Oh well, there you have it. That I hope that I hope that delivered. <laughs> buy my bikes, buy my bikes. Anyway, <sighs> or else if somebody sees me out on the street, you know, don't, don't. I mean, obviously, you know, come up to me nicely is the first. Is the right. first option. If you see somebody you recognize and you want to talk about their work, come up nicely and say, hi, I know you from this. I'd yeah. like to talk. But if you just want to yell something at me, don't do Jordan, Jesse, go. Don't do whatever. Just yell, buy my bikes, and I'll respond. Yeah, that's pretty good. This happened to me once. Uh, so we had just done an episode of, of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, where for some reason we talked a lot about Andrew Johnson, uh, president right after Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that Andrew Johnson was the president and, in fact, made fun of Justin when I believe he first said Andrew Johnson. I was like, oh, do you mean Andrew Jackson? <laughs> this fucking guy. And then we went on a, like a whole 25-minute discussion about Andrew Johnson. And then I was in L.A. like a week later walking down the street and this guy was like, Travis? And I was like, hey. And he goes, Andrew Johnson. And I said, oh, hi, Andrew. Like, I, it had already gone <laughs> right out of my head. He was just yelling his own name and he at was you. Like, no, the... The bit from like the and I was like, oh yeah, Andrew. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what I'm gonna what I'm gonna need from you, Jordan, and yeah. I don't know if you can meet this standard, but I'm gonna need you to remember what happened on this show mm-hmm. days from now <laughs> sure. in order to deliver on that promise. <laughs> uh, no dice. <laughs> Buy my bikes. Buy my bikes. Buy my bikes. Please. <laughs> I guess you could just, you'll just end up assuming that it's a fellow person who grew up in Orange County. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm, although maybe he's just yelling at that me because I'll be wear- me because I'm wearing my bee costume. Oh, yeah. Well, now, but now, like, I mean, it's autumn. Yeah. It's either the, I'm either the buy my bikes guy or the girl from the blind melon video. <laughs> maybe it's the same person. Oh, yeah. I never thought this about that. This is the thing. Like, I, I, I want, now I'm creating for myself all this rich, rich fiction <laughs> about the buy my bikes commercials because I, Want them to get progressively more desperate? Oh, where at first it's almost like, like maybe, happy, like buy my bikes. Like maybe he has fewer family members. Yeah, I'm like by the end he's like buy my bikes. <laughs> please, please, why? No one's bought one bike from me. You gotta buy my bike. Like I, I have investors. They're hungry. They need. <laughs> I have to pay them back. Please I buy took, these bikes. I took out a loan. Like. I, I trusted you. you. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> I trusted you. You all need bikes. Yeah. My wife's childhood best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife My wife grew up in Marin County in Northern California, a very affluent place. And she did not grow up in an affluent family, but she had friends that were very affluent because it was Marin County. And her childhood best friend's dad, she couldn't understand what he did for a living. They had an excellent standard of living, but she didn't know what it was. And I asked her one time, I said, you know, how, and as, a, as a kid, and she figured it out. And then I asked her when we were teenagers, like, what, what does her dad do for a living? Like, how do they have horses and stuff? She's like, oh, you know, I didn't understand it, but, but she explained it to me. He is – he's like a community guy. Like he's like a community banker. Like when people have a hard time getting a, a regular bank loan, they can go to him to get a loan, like to start a business or, or buy a house or whatever. And I was like, wait, he's a loan shark? He's a loan shark. <laughs> and, you know, no, I'll... no, no. He just charges high interest rates and, like, something about the juice, the juice yeah. is running. And, you, and you know, you just owe him a favor for life and he can collect any time he wants. And, yeah. and, and collect aggressively. I should say he's also a jobs creator because right? he hires large fellows to get oh, the money yeah. back. So if you're a local goon <laughs> and you know how to break a hand – 
Like, oh, that explains why he's, he, is a, he was a Croat, mm-hmm. why this Croatian man always carries a baseball bat, I guess. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. My dad, so speaking of dad stories and mm-hmm. what my dad does for a living. Um, so my dad, I grew up, my dad is a radio DJ, and it was during the time period in which that meant something. Mm, yeah. And so I have all these weird memories of my dad doing publicity stunts for different things. And the one, I think we've referenced it a bunch on My Brother, My Brother, and Me, but the one that stands out the most is he was frozen into a block of ice <laughs> for a car dealership right. in which he sat. Okay, so the ice was, like, very thick, but in the middle of this big block of ice, there was, like, a, a you know, a, a compartment, a, right. a cavern. A, a dad compartment. A dad-sized hole that he just, like, sat in reading, <laughs> and you could, like, come and, like, look through, like, little, like, scopes and to see him. So, wait, so he, it was his head outside the no, ice? No, he was, he was inside. Yeah. In the dad. How... And, and they were pumping air in. Sure. Um, and, and I like... guess my question, my, I mean, you grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. Correct. The beautiful state of West Virginia. Not a state known for its ice. Uh-huh. So where do you find the ice crafts people if you're calling from John Elway Ford? Well, it wasn't like a beautiful carved slab. It was basically just the rectangle. Oh, okay. Shape. I pictured it in the shape of a swan. No. Continue. <laughs> but it was inside like an air-conditioned trailer, so mm. it didn't melt, like, you know, a refrigerator trailer. And, like, he just sat in there for, like, 48 hours, and, like, he couldn't eat. But, like, I believe he might have had some kind of catheter situation set up so that he could wow. urinate. And 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 I'm sure he got a pretty good bonus out of it, but he had to go in for like hypnotism beforehand to like make sure he wouldn't get claustrophobic. Sure. And like I just remember going there like I think twice in those two days and like looking and seeing my dad and then getting a free hot dog. And like <laughs> it was the weirdest shit. And like that was a hey, dad. I look back at that now and like I don't think I appreciated it at the time. I think I was like nine or ten. I don't think I appreciated the fact that like I had fr- friends whose dads were like doctors and lawyers and stuff. And I could have walked up to any of them and be like, What'd your dad do this week? Oh yeah, I went to court and did trial. My dad got frozen in a fucking block of ice, dude. <laughs> like it's that's a bonkers thing. If yeah. your dad is a judge though and you go visit him at work, you do get a free hot dog. Well, that's <laughs> everyone gets free hot dogs. In Huntington, yeah, well, that is a thing. Huntington is a very big food city, mm-hmm. so like there are competing like, like hot dog mu- chains. Municipal hot dogs too. I mean, here's the thing: there's a hot dog festival in Huntington because is there, there are, really because there are like competing. <laughs> there's like Stewart's hot dogs and Sam's hot dogs are like these family run. Were you a Stewart's guy or a Sam's? I was guy? a Stewart's guy. Stewart's had really good homemade uh, root beer that I enjoyed immensely, mm. and you could literally go and get a box of like twenty hot dogs for like ten bucks and like a big like gallon size jug of homemade root beer. It's very good. And during the winter, they would open up uh, their like drive-in parking lot for Christmas trees. Um, And you would go in there and buy Christmas trees. But there was also Frost Top um, and like a couple other like locally owned, family owned hot dog restaurants. I fucking hate Frost Top. Have you ever been to Frost Town? What's a do I, fuck fuck Frost Town? What I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Stewart's man all the way. <laughs> Stewart's rules. Uh, Sam's was okay. Sam's was okay. Sam's was okay. And Frost Top can suck a dick. Well, Frost Top Frost Top fries were very good, and it was oh, right okay. on the corner of like Cal Greer, like just before you got onto sixty four to mm-hmm. get to the mall. I mean, uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, or the folks at Stewart's know this, or the Frost Top folks know this. In my experience, all hot dogs are exactly no, the same. No, this is absolutely correct. <laughs> the difference was in the dressing, right? Because okay. you had good, like, and not that Cincinnati shit. And if you're listening to this, I live in Cincinnati. You can't give me guff about well, it. I don't they know. put on yeah, a hot dog in the natty? That... In Cincinnati, they have Cincinnati-style, quote-unquote, chili. And it is this meat sauce that has, like, cinnamon and, like, cocoa and sugar and shit in it. It's, like, sweet. It's like a mole. And it's like spaghetti That's sauce that they good. try to call chili. And if they yeah. just called it spaghetti sauce, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, it's... I've been told that I'm just going the wrong place. But if you've ever heard, of, like, Skyline or, like, Gold Star Chili... You've those. lived there for quite some time, though. Yeah. Uh, yes. Eight years altogether. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's not good. But this is just, like, straight up, like, hot dog meat sauce. And I so, have heard of Skyline. That is something that Cincinnati yes. people... Cherish, but it, it's not. That's what they claim to because we don't want to tell you the actual secret good Cincinnati food, uh, which is Geta. 
What's that? Geta, G-O-E-T-T-A, is this, like, um, kind of meatloaf. It's like a, like a breakfast sausage, um, except it has, like, uh, oatmeal in it. Okay. So it's, like, a very hearty, uh, and you, like, fry, you know, slice off. A like slice a scrapple of it and, like, fry, situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a scrapple thing. With oats oh, instead of corn. Oh, weren't we talking with Chris Gethard about pork roll? Mm. Yeah, is that is this a, a not unlike pork roll? Okay, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a local. Your, we're talking a lot about local meats on the show lately. Mm. It's a way you you find a grain to mm. bind the anuses. Correct. Mm, sure. Well, that's yeah. the thing is Cincinnati used to be known as Porkopolis because <laughs> it was a big pork city where like it was you know where they literally pigs would like be driven down like sure. Main Street to the slaughterhouse. And then, of course, that fell out of favor, and so it, it wasn't anymore. But like, there are a lot of like very famous uh, like brat recipes and like uh, sausage recipes came out of Cincinnati. And so, yeah, it, it's very much like Geta was out of the like. Well, this is the leftover stuff, but we but like we want to be able to sell it, and so it would be bound with stuff. And it also, it's really good. It's a very good. Are people in Cincinnati just super stoked about Bootsy Collins all the time? Yeah. And and also IPAs like it's become it's become a very I love it very much because it's right. like a light hipster place where it's like they're all a hipster but also very midwestern hipster and so like they're midwestern that but still like say excuse nice, me that sounds like a nice, nice combo it is nice um, <clears throat> can I share a recently recovered dad memory please yeah um, it's I mean he was not frozen in a block of ice this is that you remember. Hard. <clears throat> that I remember. Maybe he was. And maybe it's something he did um, sexually on his own time. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to judge him. I mean, bringing home that fake old-timey car, the Excalibur from the car show, is about – oh, that's yeah. like equivalent yeah, to the Yeah, sure. That was, a, that was a weird thing kind of toward the end of my parents' marriage is that my dad was just making wild purchases that mm-hmm. that, uh, that threatened the – Family's livelihood. Yeah, uh, one of them was a giant Napoleon painting, and the other one was. Oh wow! I wait, haven't heard about that painting of or painting by painting of. Okay, uh, that there was no room in the house for, uh, and the other one was a like a car, like a 1920s gangster would drive. Ooh. And yeah, this was like this was kind of. At, like at, the eighties repro version of that. Yeah. So this is so not like an original, but very much like a reconstruction. Yeah, it would be yeah. one thing if he's like, Oh, this is Dillinger's car. Right. But yeah. No. Cause then you guys could take it on the road. Yeah. And, yeah, make a little dough. Sure. Yeah, go to county fairs, people <laughs> yeah. can pose with it for two bits. Yeah. Um so I yeah, my so my dad, a very weird guy. Um, and you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever really knew him and like really wanted, you know, and really like spent my childhood trying to get him to, to notice me. Um, and you know, I never really, I never really felt like the stuff I did made any, like got through at all, like anything I was. Can yes. I see, have you thought about going into comedy? You know, I haven't considered it. <laughs> okay. I have not considered it. Um, but I'm thinking about taking some improv classes. Okay. And. So I remember being on a plane with him and him just uh, uh, laughing like a maniac at something. And when I asked him what he was laughing at, he was reading the in-flight magazine. <gasps> and and he's like, this is so – I'm reading – this is so funny. It's this – and he, so he was reading like a um, – one of those kind of Dave Barry type first person things that's just in stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I'm sure whoever like – I'm sure they could not get Dave Barry for – Spirit. Yeah, they got Dave Barry's brother Sam. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sam. Yeah, <laughs> and Stuart Barry. Yeah. Sam and Stuart. There's Marvin, a lot of Marvin Barry. <laughs> I've got a humorous essay. You, <laughs> you know that take on everyday passion. life you've been looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for finishing that, Travis. <laughs> I. You kind of got what I was going yeah. for. Um. So he's just laughing at this thing, and he's like, "You have to hear this. It's so funny." And it was this, like the the story of this guy buying a big dog for his family. And it was just like he's like, look, and so, you know, we got this Goliath of a dog, and he just starts laughing and laughing at like the fact that this guy called the dog a Goliath, and like, and you know, and he, you know, and you know, and he barked like a banshee, just like he was just laughing at exaggerations about this dog, and I'm like. God, like I'm like ah fuck, I'm eight, but I know this isn't funny. Why is why is my dad losing his shit at this? And I thought about it recently. I'm like, oh, he was drunk, like he was <laughs> drunk on the plane and laughing at the in-flight magazine. Anyway, but to this day, you're a master of hyperbole. That's true. Yeah. That's true. 
And someday I hope for my writing to appear in Skyways, the official in-flight magazine oh, of Delta. Oh, that's the dream. Now, Jordan, the dream. you had a topic that you wanted to touch on in, in this episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Should we take a break and come back? I th- yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, we can either touch on the topic or we can take some calls and save the topic for next time. I don't know what you want to do. Wow. Oh, it's getting tense here. I didn't I expect that this yeah. shit was going to get laid on my throw plate. Throw it to you. I'm it's just saying, so timing wise, what do we want to do? Topic? Uh, wow. Phone I mean, calls? Travis, if, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Boy. Um, I mean, I could just keep talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Travis, you're the best. <laughs> Let's do this. Since He's got a lapel pin of himself. <laughs> yeah, listen. Here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing that I've learned, yeah. back to talking about myself, is take whatever your like uh, psychological foibles are mm-hmm. and just embrace them so hard that it becomes your own brand, and then you're a comedian. <laughs> like, wow. that's a, that's a, and mine is like, well, I love myself. Well, now, in the world of Instagram, not only is that embraced, but it's just like, ah, oh, Travis is so great. He loves himself so much. <laughs> there like, he is, doing hey, that thing we all like. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Well, my, my Instagram feed will often feature a picture of your fingernails. Uh-huh. I have a nail art on there. Uh-huh. I'll be like, oh, there's my friend Travis. And like in my head, Travis is like if I saw Jordan, you're not on Instagram, but not if I saw Insta. Jordan on Instagram or I saw my friend Chris Bowman on Instagram mm-hmm. or something, like I just a friend of mine, you know, and they're doing a thing. Like you see your friend's kids or whatever it is on there. And then I'll look down and I'll see it has like 19,000 likes. Yeah. This is correct. <laughs> well, I Travis know myself. Travis is the and... king of nail art Twitter, too. Hey, to be fair, they also like when I make a big smiley face. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, Everybody wants to get, get a look at that gorgeous gub. Yeah. Listen, Pearly I, white. I, one day, uh, Justin and I were talking earlier about the Delta Sky Club. One day, uh, Justin and I, while trying to make it to the New York uh, stop for our Adventure Zone graphic novel book tour and being rained out of the sky. Um, we were in the Sky Club trying to get rebooked onto a different flight, and I was wearing a lapel pin with my own face on it. And the uh, very helpful woman helping us said, oh, that's great. You know, my nephew would love to have a pin of himself. Where did you get that, man? <laughs> And then I had to explain to her, no, actually, I sell them. <laughs> I had a company make these, wow. and we sell them. Our nephew could probably swing that, too. I know, right? I'd buy a pin of her nephew. Uh, maybe. I'm just saying, maybe this is the next big revenue stream for everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian, I mean, I'd buy a Brian pin. Would you buy oh, yeah. a Brian pin, Jordan? Well, I mean, once I filled up my lapels with hot nephews, <laughs> if there was any room after the smoking hot nephews, then maybe I could. But- I don't know. Maybe Brian, are you a hot nephew? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, Brian's yeah. a hot nephew. I like how Brian said, "I could be I a could hot be. nephew with it. a little bit of work." <laughs> you yeah. know, if I set my mind to it, all it takes, yeah, a little, a uh, little workout montage, and then mm-hmm. boom, hot I, nephew. I'd get there. Finishing school in Switzerland, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, you co- yeah, <laughs> you come in a, a, a dumpy son, and you leave a hot nephew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. How does this sound? A weekend on a beautiful mountaintop in California. You wake up, eat a tasty meal with some new friends, some old friends, maybe the host of your favorite podcasts. After that, it's a couple of inspiring classes, spectacular podcast tapings, a hilarious stand-up showcase, a dance party, and more. And s'mores! All of this can be yours at Max FunCon, returning to Lake Arrowhead next June. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 23rd. Put that on your calendar because Max FunCon tickets always sell out. Get a head start planning your next summer vacation and go to maxfuncon.com to learn more. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Travis McElroy, rogue wizard. Tra- Travis, are you disappointed that you're not going to get to talk about this secret topic? No. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. I don't know anything about this. I know what it is, yep. and that is where my knowledge of it ends. Keep, okay, so well, keep tuning in to Jordan Jesse Go for a secret topic coming up at some point. Can I share one thing, though, that I just remembered? Speaking of dad stories. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, there's just a random memory part in my head that I have to get it out. My dad was on a morning radio show. Um, him and a buddy, his buddy and partner named Steve, and they did like funny comedy bits and parody songs and sketches that they had written. Like back when morning radio shows like had maybe one song an hour, and it was mostly like you call in and it's funny. And they made like anthology albums. Called like Cuckoo Puffs, I believe was the name. <laughs> ah, yes. And you could buy it Good. on cassette. And I remember like listening to that shit as a kid over and over again. And Clint, obsessing Clint, about Clint, it. Clint, mm. Clint. It was like Clint, back Clint. before they knew what podcasting was, they were basically making podcasts. Oh, and it was called radio. <laughs> did you, when, uh, when you were a teenager, did you like walk into the comic book store and say, hey, what's up? My name's Travis. My dad has a column in Wizard. <laughs> I, 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 it was odd. Once again, this is another one of those things where I didn't realize till I like looked back on it that like when when I was a kid, my dad was famous in Huntington, and like to a point where it's like, oh yeah, everyone knows who my dad is. But literally, like I just got used to like people know like who I am. And, well, like, like in in the Huntington newspaper, uh-huh. which covers your family breathlessly, yeah. Every time there is a new story, like I read a lovely profile of Justin and Sydney uh-huh. uh, on the occasion of the release of their delightful new book. The Sawbones book, yes. Exactly. Available and, at bit.ly slash the Sawbones book. And I noticed literally every time My Brother, My Brother and Me is covered, anything, they always mention that you're the children of legendary Huntington radio personality, Clint McElroy. Yeah. It's a thing. And, like, it, it, it is bonkers. Like, I couldn't say my last name without it being followed up with, like, Clint McElroy? Like, like, and listen, my town's not huge. Like, Huntington's not huge. But it's a town. Yeah, it's like 70,000, 80,000 people. And, like, I would say 60,000 of those people knew who my dad was. It's I kind like of being a... the child of Bootsy Collins in Cincinnati. Exactly like that. I kind of have a similar thing where if I say my last name, they won't serve me an airport bar. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's Thad Morris's son. <laughs> Wait, Zach Morris's boy? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. I wish my dad was Zach Morris. That'd be great. Don't we all? I could freeze time. <laughs> it's an inherited trait. Yeah. My dad is Parker Lewis. Oh, cool. Yeah. And how's he doing? What's his win streak like? <laughs> yeah, is he losing? Can't lose, baby. Can't lose. Can't lose. Nice. Glad he could keep that Synchronized up. Synchronized swatches. Here's a thing they said. Was it? My mom is Kubiak. Oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Parker Lewis can't lose humor. Humor is strong. Stay tuned next week for some Herman's Head material. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN or hit us with a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. The segment is called Momentous Occasions. It's a chronicle of these occasions. Here's our first such occasion. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Kate. I'm on my honeymoon in Spain, in Seville. And I just went to the royal palace, the Real Alcazar. And after looking around, my husband and I were having a glass of beer. And I realized, hey, I took a dump in a palace. So I had to call you. It was a momentous occasion. Cool. Uh, long-time listener. I love the show. Bye. We love you, Fuck. too. And yes. hey, Kate, calling from her honeymoon, congratulations on losing your virginity. Yeah. yeah. That's, re- that's really Congrats great. Congrats on finally Gorgeous. learning about the carnal pleasure. Call us back and let us know what it's like. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. dying to know over here. Yeah. Oh, I hear it's good. Yeah. What's third base like? Uh, is it as good as second base? <laughs> uh, is it twice yes, as better as second base? base like? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken a dump in a palace? No, I haven't ever taken a dump I'm thinking, in a palace. I'm trying to think about where the most impressive place I've dumped is. Yeah, I sure have. Caesar's yeah. Palace, baby. Yeah. That, count, that does count. Yeah. I've uh, thrown up in the toilet at uh, Abbey Road. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> See, the Abbey Road recording studio where the Beatles uh, recorded Abbey Road. I've, I threw up in that toilet. I've rubbed my balls on a throne. Does that count? Wow. No. Tell me about- God, I wish. No, I, that would no be nice. I'm sorry. I haven't been well, in a lot was... of castles, but I haven't been in a lot of- pal- I've only been in one palace. Mm-hmm. Mm. What what palace was that? That was uh, the uh, Iolani Palace in uh, Honolulu. Oh. It's the only uh, palace on American soil that actually like housed a royal family. Oh, yeah, it's nice, and it's also 
Super cool. Highly recommend. Are you ever surprised at countries that have kings and queens Mm -hmm. and you only hear about them once in a while? Like America. Did you know about this? No. I have no idea. (laughs) And podcasting apparently has a king who is very humble. I'm actually very – this is very true. I I love hearing about stories about people who declare themselves king of things. Oh, yeah. uh, One of my favorite stories is a guy named – uh oh what was Joshua Norton and he declared himself the king of America like back in like the 20s or 30s cuz he lost all of his money and basically had a nervous breakdown mm-hmm. and declared himself uh the 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 first king of America and uh, Is this the famous San Franciscan emperor Norton? Oh uh, yes, emperor of America. Yes. And like he became a huge like beloved figure and like I believe Mark Twain wrote his eulogy and like it it's amazing. That's sort of, stuff of a David Lee Bahart like. Yeah. I have actually that that Dabby Road thing is real. I have thrown up in the in the bathroom. What were the circumstances? Uh that was back when I was doing press junkets uh-huh. and they flew people out to England to do a press junket for something, and they had it at Abbey Road Studios. It was a rock and roll themed movie. Uh, and I was sick, and before I went to do my interview, I threw up in the toilet. Was wow. the big reveal the that end. you were pregnant? Yeah, because that's exactly. usually what that means. Yeah, and then there was like a little bit of uh, blood coming out of my nose, and then oh. I coughed into a hanky. Oh no, and then you died. And then I died. You had consumption. But I, the baby was born healthy. I'm trying to think of the most famous place that I've ever had a bodily function. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ah, no, you know, I guess I'm just a good genteel boy. Yeah. And I don't do that. You only poop at home. No, I just don't at all. You don't poop at all. I mean, I just pooped at the Chateau Marmont. Does that count? That's like. Hey, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's rock solid. Low, taking the old Chateau dump. Yeah. The old, as they call it. Yeah. The old Marmont number two. I had to call down to the front desk and warn them I was doing it. <laughs> You're like, I've never pooped before. This yeah. is the first time I've ever done this it. This could be a big one. It's going to be awful. Travis, you were at the Chateau Marmont. Marmont recently. The last time I was at the Chateau Marmont to dine, uh-huh. I sat at a table and gazed upon a table that featured David Spade and three models. Uh-huh. Uh, did you espy anything of interest while you were at the Chateau? Meryl Street. Whoa! That's Street. pretty good. Yeah. That's about as good as it gets. Um, which which was then uh, like- Actually, Helen Hunt was in it. Yeah, that was oh, Helen Hunt. Hunt. God, uh, you're thinking good. of Greg Kinnear. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's... I'm always thinking about Greg Kinnear. That's a safe bet, buddy. Mm-hmm. There's very strict rules. Let's talk rules. about that later. <laughs> There's very strict rules at the Chateau Marmont of like, no, pig. It's, it's a very like safe haven-y kind of deal. And like, it's the, like- it was this weird feeling of, like, in any other circumstance. Because I'm the person, like, if I see somebody, I will say hello to them. Yeah. See somebody, say somebody. Yeah, so that I can later say, like, I met Meryl Streep, which is a way more interesting story than I saw Meryl Streep. Sure. Because anyone who has been to a movie has probably seen <laughs> Meryl Streep. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying you've heard Clint McElroy. Sure. Right. But I didn't, I didn't speak to her. I didn't want to bother her. She was just having dinner. Um, and not someplace like public. It was, you know, very nice and just, uh, yeah, there's, there's not a funny ending to the story. I just respected Mary Streep. That's privacy. nice of you. You're a Streep Thank respecter. You. Thank you. Respect said, Streep. When she tried to put some ketchup on her burger, it did sound kind of like a fart. No, that, that was great. <laughs> uh, let's Is that take... from something? No. Oh, good. Okay. I was, I was wondering if I, like, missed some sort of no, no, no. famous Well, then she gaff. faked an orgasm. <laughs> oh, right. I'll have what Streep's having. <laughs> then she came out of a radioactive area and cried while being sh- hosed down mm-hmm. and brushed with heavy brushes. Yeah. This, as in the film so good. This all happened. Okay. <laughs> let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to say Steve Agee. Ooh, this good is guess. Jay not, not calling in from Philadelphia with a momentous occasion. Uh, today, my dog ate an oxy and spent the whole day tripping balls, sitting by the window, just looking pensively into the backyard, wrapped up in a blanket. Uh, we made him throw up after we figured it out, so he was okay. We just had to keep an eye on him. Thanks. Love the show. I attached a picture of my dog. Hey, Jay. Travis here. Um, <laughs> you seem nice. You know me as Steve H. <laughs> I'm glad that you like the show that I'm currently on. Did you take your dog to the vet? 
Yeah, maybe take it to the vet. Or you can call the vet. If you call the vet, they'll tell you whether to be worried. Sure. And they'll say either bring him in or just have him make a SoundCloud mixtape. <laughs> um, because, listen, Jane, I, I bet you're really nice. Yeah. I don't know that I would necessarily count this as a momentous occasion <laughs> so much as a terrifying thing that happened. A, yeah. They probably called the vet. The vet said it's going to be fine if you make them throw up, wrap them in a towel and keep an eye on them. Mm. And, you know, write to your congressman about America's opioid crisis. Sure. You know, probably. And, the... and, and this is a little late, but vote, everybody. Yeah. Vote. vote. I have to imagine. The dogs should not have access to fentanyls, <laughs> Oxycontins. Uh-huh. I have Zannies. to imagine that the, the worst part of this experience was after the dog threw up. And Jay had to sift through the vomit and clean off the oxy so he could take yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy needs his oxy. I'm not gonna let a good oxy go. Yeah, waste. just because it's been in a dog. Jordan is in your scenario where the dog works on a SoundCloud mixtape. <laughs> yeah, is the... he gets a bunch of like face and hand tattoos. Too. Yeah, okay, that's yes, what the I was dog about also to has say. face and hand dog, tattoos. Is the dog? Yeah, a white rapper with face tattoos. Yes. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Maybe pink dreadlocks. Yeah, it's got a weird hairdo. Maybe a mohawk. Yeah, sure. And he kind of mumbles, and you can't figure out what people like about him. <laughs> Yep, and it makes you feel like culture has passed you by. Yeah, and only then in that moment do you realize maybe I'm old. Sure, you, know, you just want to yell at a bunch of kids yeah. if ask them if they know who bad religion is. Sure. You begin to question your own mortality. Yes. Like, what does it mean what to I, die? What am I doing? Yeah, sure, maybe worth it? my potential has run its course, and mm-hmm. now it's over, and I'm actually on the way out. Yes. Why yeah. am I in the culture business? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Why don't I have a regular job that people respect yeah. and value? Yes, just all wanna... this happens when a dog swallows an oxy. All of these thoughts come into my head. <laughs> if something romantic happens to you, that phone number 206-984-4FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. <laughs> okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven sometimes you gotta raise a little hell <laughs> that's the tagline <laughs> check out story break every week on maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts la, 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 la. it's Jordan Jesse Go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris boy detective Travis McElroy rogue wizard did you know Jordan that Travis McElroy is the number one New York Times bestselling author this I do Travis. now yeah, it's I'm, true. To be fair, the way that they handed out, I'm only 25% of a number one New York Times bestselling author. You feel you deserve more credit. <laughs> no, I actually deserve less. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Uh, I will say that I read the Adventure Zone graphic novel yes. recently. Here There Be Gerblins Correct. is the title, the subtitle, I guess I should say. And I am a casual Adventure Zone listener. I've mm-hmm. listened to a handful of episodes, I wouldn't say. Not because I don't enjoy it. Just no, I get it. I've got a thick pod roll. Mm-hmm. I got a thick roll. <laughs> yeah, we we all know you got a thick pod roll. Uh, so I uh, and and this is I'm this is about to be a compliment for the graphic novel. Okay. Oh, a, thank God! I wasn't diminishing sure where we were the going. podcast, but as a casual listener to the podcast, I thought the graphic novel was terrific. Thank you and very I much. Think that uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you are a TAZ fan. Yeah. But if for some reason you are not. You can still pick up that graphic novel and have yourself a fucking blast. I, I will also say, as we are heading into the holidays, uh, we specifically went into it, like, writing it. I mean, I almost said adapting, but, like, we really started from scratch as we wrote it to say, like, we want to make sure people who know nothing about the graph, uh, know nothing about the podcast like the book. So, like, you could buy this for a friend is a really great way to introduce them. Especially uh, with, you know, the holidays coming up, you could give it as a present for somebody and say, like, I think you will really like this. And 
Uh, the pre-order for book two just opened up. Uh, Rockport, Murder on the Rockport Limited is book two, and it is very good. Um, I really liked the first book, but when we started doing Adventures Zone, we had no idea what we were doing. And so the second arc of Murder on the Rockport Limited is just a better written, better produced version of it. And so the graphic novel is even better. Uh, and you can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com. Not uh, an Adventure Zone comic. No. Don't go there. The Adventure Zone comic. And I will say also, um, this is such a weird plug to make, but I'm going to be honest here for a moment. Please. I know that when Thanks. we stop fucking, I know you've been stop holding fucking around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of all my Hollywood bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we finished Adventure Zone You have Balance. taken off your shoes. I have. I'm very comfortable here. Um, when we finished Adventure Zone Balance, like we finished that story. And I think that there are people who are like, well, that story's done. And they were kind of hesitant to then jump into the next version of it with us. And we have been putting out episodes of Adventure Zone Amnesty for a while now. And we have, I think, really hit our, hit our stride with it. And I'm very, very proud of it. And and I think that it is a good time for people to kind of jump back onto it if they uh, are waiting to see how they feel about the new uh, Adventure Zone. I'm very proud of Amnesty. I really like the story we've created and the characters we've created with it. So uh, if you've been wondering if you should dip back into it, the answer, I would say, is yes. Time to dip. Ding, dang, dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dong right into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I always Just say Just dip your dong. <laughs> dip your dong right into it. Or vagina. Or what have you. Or what have you. Whatever you got, dip it in. Dip your butt in. Dip your butt in. Hands. Nephew. You got a hot nephew. Dip him in there. <laughs> dip your, as we say down the farm, dip your nephew. You know? <laughs> you got to dip that nephew. You got to dip that nephew when you're ready. When you're ready, you don't want to rush you, but dip that nephew. Mm-hmm. Travis, it's always a joy to see the original Pineapple Boy here on Jordan Jessica. Thank you so much. I mean, I've got the tattoo. I really do love a pineapple iconography. I'm not I'm not some poseur. No, not some fair weather pineapple no, fan. No, I love pineapples. You're crazy. I'm crazy about them. Crazy for the PAs. Love them. I do like pineapple. It's my favorite fruit. Yeah. I I looked at a pineapple cutter. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to get it. Yeah, that's, really? I, I've also looked at a pineapple cutter. I think it might be fun to slice a fresh pineapple no, right in like, the home. You're, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to do this wow. here on your own Are show. Are you about to burst our bubbles? You should be enjoying fresh pineapple, but the carving it yourself is like half the fun. Mm. Like it is a process. I love carving up a fresh pine. You know what I mean? So like don't take that away from yourself with a modern gadget. Travis right. loves to carve pine. I love to carve a fresh baby. pine. Especially you know. since his wedding day, am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. With my wooden dick. (laughs) Oh, boy. He's got a wooden crank. His name is Travis Mack. Maybe that's what I'll do for my spring look is wooden crank. Wooden crank? (laughs) No, Nick Offerman's already doing that. Sure. What about divorced Sasquatch? (laughs) Sasquatch who's let himself go. Yeah, he's not making it to the gym as much. Could be a Yeti. I mean, if you wanted to be a Yeti. No, it's a Sasquatch. Okay. Not Yeti. (laughs) Bye bye bikes. Bye bye Sasquatch. <laughs> okay, we got to get Travis McElroy uh, over to the Magic Castle. Travis, it's been a joy. I hope uh, Jordan Jesse Go listeners are already listeners to my brother, my brother, and me. The uh, trends like these and the Adventure Zone and Schmanners also here. And Schmanners, thank oh. you. I forgot I left Schmanners off the list. There's so many shows, you guys. Schmanners is a wonderful podcast for those of you who who want to hear Travis at his most charming. I think we all like Travis best mm-hmm. when Teresa is around to oh, rein him in. A thousand percent, <laughs> yes. And also, if you've been waiting to dip into Schmanners, it is a non judgmental etiquette podcast. Like, we're all in this together. We're not here to tell you that you're the jerk. So come on, join us. I'm going to do a bunch of, like, if you've been waiting to dip into it, ads for myself. Yeah. And if you've been waiting to dip into the McRoy mm. Brothers will be in Troll Stew, there's no better time than now. <laughs> if you're waiting to dip into Till Death Do Us Blart, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, episode four, jump in. If you've been waiting to dip into. <laughs> Many. Uh, Positivity, a show I do with my friends Amy Dallin and Erica Ishii. It's uh, messages of hope, love, and inspiration in 10 minutes or less every Monday and Wednesday and Friday. You can listen to those. Um, run a Doctor Who fan cast that I do with my friend Tybee, where we're talking about the new season of Doctor Who. Yep. Um, These are all real. I'm sorry, Doctor yeah. Whom? Yes. Doctor what? <laughs> uh, when you say the new season of Doctor Who, 
That's the Tom Landry season. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Travis McElroy has been our guest on the program. He hosts all those podcasts, he said. Uh, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. His laugh is the one that penetrates our soundproof booth. And our hearts. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And uh, never mind. Mm. Uh, You can also find us. Are you going to say he makes our cum taste good? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. The candy man. (laughs) You can find us. The candy man can because he mixes it with love and makes your cum (laughs) taste good. (laughs) Charlie, just get in there. He's giving out free candy. <laughs> I'm actually good. Right. I want the world. I want some sweet cum. <laughs> Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever pulls out. <laughs> oh, Travis oh, wins. Wow. MaximumFun.reddit.com is where you can chat about the show on Reddit. Always a lively conversation there. If you have corrections for Jordan Jesse Go, we are very serious about our customer service here on the program. Please direct them to at JD Power on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, and at Travis McElroy. You can also find Travis's mail, nail art. Uh, on uh, Instagram, I did not mean to say male nail art. No, it's fine. It's gender neutral male art, although you are male. I happen to be male, yes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us elsewhere, probably. I'm really running out of steam. You can we'll find me at the magic. Ca- you can find me at the magic castle tonight. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.